In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome. In this episode and the next one, we look at the issue of the presence of the Lord, which is the glory of God. We look at the time when the Ark of the Covenant, symbolizing the presence and the glory of the Lord, was taken to the battlefield by Israel and it was captured by the Philistines. The presence of God in the life of a believer is critical and should not be taken for granted. God has always interacted with men right from the beginning. God is a relational being. He desires to relate with people. God would visit Adam in the garden. He also went and spoke to Abraham several times. With Moses it is written, So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face, as a man speaks to his friend. Exodus chapter 33 verse 11. When Israel journeyed from Egypt to the promised land, God decided to join them. He was in their midst for 40 years. Exodus chapter 13 verse 21 says, By day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. So we see that the Lord is the one that came down and he was in the pillar of cloud to guide them. Very important. The presence of God brings guidance. It was the Lord that was there to tell them to move. It says when the cloud settled, then they knew that they had to camp. When the cloud lifted, then they knew that they had to move forward. Today, we need the Lord to guide us as well. We need his presence to guide us. But it is him that gives us direction. We should move when he moves. And we should stop when he says we ought to stop. Child of God, we need the presence of God. Israel could not have made it without the presence of the Lord. The pagans had their own gods that they were carrying wherever they were going. In fact, Abraham, when he left Ur of the Chaldeans, he left his gods there and he went with the God that goes before his children. He went with the God that goes and communicates with you. He went with the Lord God that speaks. He comes at the right time and he gives you guidance. He comes at the right time and he tells you which way you should go. Not that we should stand up and go first and then come back and ask him if he can bless our way. Whereas the Lord God has not told us to do. There are many things that we can do if we don't have the presence of God guiding us. We do it, we fail, we come back and we cry. We take a step forward, we move, we get into trouble and then we cry to the Lord. Israel needed God in their midst and the pillar of cloud was there to remind them God is with you. By night the fire gave them light. When it was dark they needed the light of God to shine even brightly and the Lord was there by that pillar of fire by night. When darkness comes is there the light of God in your life? Is there God that can tell you that no no this is not it because a lot of things happens in darkness. The glory of the Lord God will shine brightly in your life. You would know that, no, 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 this is not the right way. 
that I should take. The presence of God is important to every believer. Praise the Lord. Whilst Israel was still in the wilderness, the Lord instructed Moses that they were to build an ark for him and a tabernacle. So then the glory of the Lord God was symbolized by the ark of the covenant and they carried that ark of the covenant throughout the journey in the wilderness. Israel was used to journeying through the wilderness with the ark of the covenant of God. They were familiar with the presence of God. The ark of the covenant was always a reminder that God was present with them. It was no longer about the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night, but by the presence that is symbolic in the Ark of the Covenant. Therefore, they knew that with the Ark of the Covenant present with them, God was with them. So it was logical that when they met up with the Philistines and were defeated, they would then want the presence of God in the battle with them. In this story, captured in 1 Samuel 4 and 1 Samuel chapter 5, we firstly see the Philistines defeating Israel in Apec. 4,000 men were killed. And in 1 Samuel 4 verse 10, the Philistines defeated Israel again. 30,000 men fell. Behind this defeat were two things, the heart of Israel towards God and the sins of the sons of Eli that he did not deal with. Israel was then exposed to the pagan gods around them, gods that were perceived as a means to an end and not the end itself. Pagans worshipped their gods for benefit. What's in it for me? Israel then decided to bring the ark to the battlefield. They were defeated the second time. You see, child of God, it is very important to relate to God and not for his benefit. Now, instead of Israel addressing the issues of the heart, the behavior of the sons of Eli, they decided to use the ark as a means for victory. You see, God responds to the relationship more than the request. How do you view God? Is he like to you an ATM where you just go and take money and forget about it until the next time you want cash? No, God is relational, not transactional. You worship God for who he is and he reveals himself to you even more by the things he does for you. Praise the Lord. It is the smile and the love of a little child who says, I love you, daddy, that makes a daddy to take out money and give to the child even if they had not asked. Child of God, the love of God is unconditional, but there are boundaries. Hophni and Phineas were entrusted with the service of God in the tabernacle. So when Israel faced defeat, they then sent men to Shiloh so that they may bring the ark to the battle. Note that previously, Israel had moved when God told them to move. They camped when God told them to. They followed the leading of God through Moses. It's not like what we do today. We move and then drag God to it. You meet a guy, an unbeliever, you accept his proposal, and then pray for God's blessing. You make a business decision, you invest money, then when the loss starts, then you pray to God to save the business. You live in sin, things backfire, and you want God to entertain your issues. Israel did the same. They went to battle, they were defeated, and then they went to take the ark to the battlefield without even asking God. This time, they decided to move. They practically dragged God to their issues instead of getting the priest to ask of God what is supposed to be done. They did not ask for a directive from the Lord. Instead, they directed God by taking the ark to the battle. 
You cannot make God do anything. He is sovereign. Praise the Lord. God is not ritualistic, children of God. That you do this and he does that. You do that and he does the other. No. He wants you to seek him first. Then he directs you on what to do. Some people have taken going to church as a transaction. They take tithing as a transaction. Look at what I've done for you, Lord, and in return, give me this and that. It cannot be, child of God. Some only come to church when they are in trouble. They only call the pastor when they want to be prayed for. They do not relate to God or his servants except when they have a need to be met. God cannot be used only when it suits us. Some leave the church when they get their breakthrough. They become busy with the blessing and cannot relate with the blesser. Israel went to battle without having a good relationship with God. They did not even bother to address the issues God had already raised with them through the prophet. In many times, they asked the Lord if they should go after their enemies. Where they didn't, they would suffer defeat. Don't go to battle, child of God, unless God tells you to. When they sent the spies to check out the land, they came back and the ten gave a bad report. The people wanted to turn back to Egypt. But when the Lord told them that they would not enter the land, the generation 20 years and over would die in the wilderness, they decided to go and take the land. They went without the blessing of God and they were defeated. Let this be your prayer, child of God. Lord, let me not go without your presence, without your blessing. Lord, let my steps be ordered by you. Let me know your thoughts and your plans for my life and the direction which I should take. Amen. Israel went with the ark of the Lord to battle with the Philistines and they were defeated with the ark right in their midst. Some have today in their homes a cross, maybe a picture of what they perceive as Jesus. Some will have a Bible on display which they do not even read. Such things cannot be a substitute for a relationship with the Lord. It cannot be. You can hold a cross all you want against the situation, but God responds to you, your relationship with him. The Ark of the Covenant was of no use to them if they did not obey the God whose presence was symbolized by the very Ark they carried to battle. Though Israel carried the Ark and marched around Jericho for seven days and the wall fell, at that point their relationship with God was good. And it was God who gave them the instruction of, of what they must do. It is very dangerous, child of God, to assume God is with you when he is not. You will suffer defeat in the face of your enemies. Whilst they placed reliance on the ark, their action was an irreverent disregard for the ark and its importance. When the ark arrived at Ebenezer, the Israelites shouted for joy. The Philistines were afraid on the other side when they heard about the sound and the news that the ark was brought into the camp. Unfortunately, this was an illusion of victory by Israel and a perception of possible defeat by the Philistines. Do not rejoice, child of God, simply because you went to church and think you have victory whilst you have not heard from the Lord about your situation. Your enemy may see the potential danger of the God you supposedly serve, and that may even drive them to exert more force on you, and then they will defeat you because God is not with you in that battle. The Philistines defeated Israel and took the Ark of the Covenant. The goal of the enemy child of God is not to take away what you have, but to move you away from God. You see, they took what they thought was God of Israel in a box. 
they took the hope of Israel. Say, child of God, the devil can leave you to amass wealth and be merry with your riches and draw you far away from God and closer to your wealth. You cannot fast because you have meetings after meetings, selling deals and making millions. Your heart is taken away from God. Even in riches, you can lose the glory of God. Even good things can be a snare to a believer. The defeat of Israel and the capture of the ark was perceived as absolute victory for the Philistines. Uh, Some defeats have bred atheist children of God. When someone loses a loved one to cancer after praying for a long time, their loved one dies regardless of their prayers. It is a defeat. And the surviving person may move away from God because in their minds, God killed their loved one in a very painful way. God failed to answer their prayers. God does not love them. Why save him? There is no God in their eyes. How could there be God who lets his people to suffer? This is a double loss, a loved one, and the relationship with God. God forbid this. Sin also defeats a person twice. You sin and then move away from God. The once on fire, tongue-speaking, devil-bashing believer is now a drunkard who spews vile things about the Lord whom they used to serve. It cannot be. You see, sin caused Israel to be defeated at I about 300 years earlier. It was not the ark that gave victory at Jericho. It was obedience to the Lord that gave them victory. When God says, go forth and fight, you obey. He will give you victory. When you take the cross, the picture, the t-shirt and know God, you will suffer defeat. The water and the oil and the stickers will not work without God. You have just donated your money if you bought these things. You need God, period. Let this be your prayer. Lord, may I not depend on things, systems and procedures, but totally depend on you. Oh, child of God, I can imagine the celebration in the camp of the Philistines. They had defeated Israel and they took their God. It was their proud moment. And the news of the defeat and the capture of the ark reached the ears of Eli. When he heard that, the word of God says he fell on his chair and broke his neck and died. At least he got to know what happened to the Ark of the Covenant. Some people do not even realize that they are no longer in the presence of God. They do not realize how far they are from the Lord. Eli had failed to show reverence to the Lord by disciplining his sons. But the news of the capture of the Ark was too much for him to bear. You see, the presence of God is important for the life of a believer. Moses sought the presence of the Lord, not just the land, not just victory over their enemies, not just provision of manna and meat, but God himself. Praise the name of the Lord. Do not be comfortable, child of God, with eating the meat to the point of disregarding the Lord like Eli did. His body was heavy with all the food he was eating whilst there was disobedience to God in the land. Let this be your prayer, child of God. Lord, let my appreciation of your provision not supersede my worship to you. Lord, may my eyes not be clouded by the bountiful blessing that I do not see where I have missed a step in my walk with you. And as a priest, Eli knew the significance of the ark and the symbolic nature of the presence of God. Likewise, the wife of Phineas, when she heard the news of the capture of the ark and the death of her husband and father-in-law, she gave birth in her distress. Then she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory has departed from Israel because the ark of God had been captured and because of her father-in-law and her husband. 
First Samuel 4 verse 21. You see, she perceived that God was no longer with Israel. Not that God was captured, but his glory was not with them. The glory of the Lord was important to Israel, right from the pillar of fire by night and the pillar of cloud by day in the wilderness. They knew that God was in their midst. Dr. Constable's notes on 1 Samuel 1 says, Someone has said that if you feel far from God, you need to remember that he's not the one who moved. Praise the Lord. It is us that moves. It is us that move away from God. You and I ought to be concerned when we feel far from God. He does not move. We do. Sins move us far away from him. Problems have the tendency to make God look bad in our eyes. Yet, no matter what the situation is, even in your sin, child of God, seek him. Seek God. He is the one who will forgive you and cover you as he did with Adam and Eve. Just like the father of that prodigal son, our heavenly father rejoices when we come home. Pursue the presence of God, not the things of God. Seek first his kingdom and all these other things will be added to you. Be alert, child of God. The enemy is always seeking an opportunity to move you away from God. Be like Moses. Say to the Lord, Father, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. We are not going anywhere without you, God. We do not want to be defeated by our enemies. We do not want to go to places we do not even know. We need your revelation. We need you to hold our hands, Lord. We need you to guide us and teach us your ways. We need you, Father, to go before us. The Lord of hosts, God of the armies of Israel, who goes before his children and you battled out for us. Lord, we do not want to go to battle without you. We do not want to expose our relationship with the Lord to the enemy. We cannot let God be far away from us. Seek him, child of God. If there is a void in you right now, let us pray. Lord God Almighty, who is in the heavens, who dwells inside of us. Father God, I pray right now that you draw me closer to you, Lord. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you draw me to your presence, Father, that you reveal yourself to me, that you show me the way that I should go, that you hold me by my hands, that you order my steps, that my life be the life that you want me to live. Father, I pray for my relationship with you. I pray that I hear your voice clearly. I pray that I see your move in my life and around me, Father. I pray, O God Almighty, that there is not a single step that I go without you, Lord. Father, I need you in my children's lives. Father, I need you in my marriage. Father, I need you in my ministry. Father, I need you in my workplace. Father, I need you in my business. I need you every single day. Abide with me, Lord, even as I abide with you. Lord, I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the Word of God your anchor.